0: 97X, the future of rock and roll with the latest from Oingo Boingo Dead Man's Party. That's for Bridgetown. You 2 with I Will Follow for Oxford. And the Gun Bunnies with Put a Tail on Your Kite for Robin in Westchester. That's right. If you haven't figured it out yet, it's Request the X where we play what you want to hear, within reason, of course. Make your request now at 523-4114 from Oxford or 863-5665 from Cincinnati. Calling from Dave. Dayton, slap a 513 in front of either Dave. number.
1: Dave, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. it's not. It's not request the X time. It's not. No, it is all weekend it, long. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You know, actually, this weekend uh, we're just we're we're recording another podcast, like we do. It's 97X Rumblings from the Big Bush, and you can pick it up on all the major podcast distributors. Uh, we have an email, 97 xwoxy at gmail.com, where you can get in touch with us. But actually, this is just. A little bit of a throwback. We like to talk to folks who used to work at 97X like you and I did. But the good news is it, it is kind of a request thing because our most requested, uh, not really song, but we do have a request for a duo and it's that rules out the Thompson Twins, right? Okay. Do you yeah. want to take another guess? What duo that might be? Flatten Scruggs. Oh, not too bad. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's so much better. It's Doug and Linda, and they are back joining us once again. Former station owners Doug and Linda Baylog, welcome.
2: And good morning and afternoon to you guys yeah. in the Midwest from Doug and Linda.
3: Good to be with you. Yes.
2: And by the way, footnote: promise not to get on one of those blue highways. Uh, one of the band members of Oingo Boingo lives in the town that we shop in about eight miles in Wallala, California, by the way.
0: Okay, how did you find out he was a (laughs) member of Oingo Boingo?
2: Because one of the people who is a good friend of ours is a real music fan, and we occasionally talk about music, and she said, "Oh." you guys played Oingo Boingo. I said, oh, yeah. I said, Well, one of the ba- very reclusive, never talks about it, but one of the original band members. So just I probably could look him up. But anyhow, since Dave happened to just say that.
1: Next time you're shopping for cantaloupes, you might uh, be rubbing elbows with an Oingo Boingo dude.
0: <laughs> well, one of our, uh, our most popular podcasts, of course, were with Doug and Linda. where We visited with them a few months ago. Uh, and we have so many more things to cover. Uh, it's hard to cover, you know, all those years of 97X in, in, a, in, in the short time span of a couple uh, uh, Bela Lugosi's dead. Uh, but we're going to try to do it again. Uh, and, and the first thing that, that I remember from the uh, original podcast is we got off on a sidetrack. Uh, and I wanted you to, to get into, you and uh, Doug and Linda, talk about some of the other uh, people Know, we covered Bakewell, um, but some of the other people that that, that kind of made ninety seven X special employees, listeners, advertisers. Uh, there was a lot of people,
2: and actually, you 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 use the word so well. Sidetrack, because you know, if I'm not on a blue highway, I live on a sidetrack. So I'll try and stay focused. So Linda, you you want to have a, you want to have a go at that? I have one that I did put some time into, so I'll close it out.
3: Oh, I think you should go. Right there. I did that to begin with. Really? So, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. So this was not, this is not like extemporaneous. Imagine, you know, when you see the Academy Awards, you know, and they'll give you the 100 years of movies in 60 seconds. Yes. Okay. You have to imagine that. So pour like a third cup of coffee. This is in movie credit fashion the 23 years as I remember them. So you ready? Buckle up. <laughs> Mike Lamb, Jill Wellington, Kelly Carson, Steve Baker, Jay Batista, Matt Harris, John Jesser, Steve Dedalus, Todd Allen, Jeff Roars, Tim Hyatt, Danny Crash, Mr. K, Brett Hartz, Michelle Toppin, Robin Plan, Carrie Gray, Jetson, Phil Manning, Laura Kim, Jay Foreman, Dave Tellman, Damian, take a breath, Barb Abney, Leanne Ledford, Kevin Cole, Bill Douglas, Rob Irvin, Jim Mercer, Forrest Griffin, Tina Christina, Rick Tile, Kevin Couchet, Julie Maxwell, Matt Sledge, Shibby Shiv, Mike Taylor, take a breath, Dorsey, Kathy Lucas, and Sophie, Brian Jay, Stasa, Ellie Castellini, Carrie Massey, Phil Colin, Bill Hemmer, Dr. Dave, Gonzo, Dave Walrod, Chris Adrian, Susan Schreiber, oh, Miami Sports, Bake, Omar Williams, Mitch Korn, Terry Bridge, Bill Davidge, John Walton, Bob Roadtruck, Chris Hershey, Mike Winstead, Aaron Barnes, Spencer Cordell, Amy Sims, and, ta-da, the love of my life, Linda Baylog. And Marty and Christy, because they went to concerts with some of the folks at the station, and us too. So, there it is.
3: Hmm.
1: That is impressive. But I, I did think that when you said the love of my life, I thought maybe I had a chance.
2: Yeah. Well, that, we're going to get into that later, Damien.
3: <laughs> I want to tell you guys, that whole long thing came entirely out of Doug's head. I'm not kidding. He didn't have any notes, any anything. This is almost entirely from his creaky, strange memory.
2: Well, I, I creaky, strange memory did to paper, but yeah, I didn't do any. There was not a directory.
3: No.
0: Well, I learned from the last no. podcast that you remembered all your recipes from memory, so
1: this doesn't surprise <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That is in a, a, a very impressive list. It's impressive that you're able to recall that uh, from memory and, mm-hmm. and as you went through it, like I'm sure and folks that listen to this later will say, well, that's who I remember. The weird thing is like depending on when you grew up in Westchester or when you went to college at Miami University, there were different people you related to, but the the one constant was the music and and kind of the ethos of 97x. Also worth noting that a lot of those names you named, We've had his guest on this podcast.
2: Absolutely. Wow. And I've heard every one of them that was <laughs> those are easy to bring back.
1: <laughs> but you know you gave us kind of a cheat sheet you know for, for other folks we do want to track down. Uh, do want to mention you mentioned Kerry Gray and he has since sadly uh, passed away. And then Michelle Topham right. was another uh, one yeah. we've had people request. Hey, can you talk to Michelle? What about her? I'd love to hear from her. We did reach out. We have connected with her, uh, dealing with uh, you know, like some elder care things right now, and she said when when she's ready, she, she's more than happy to talk, but now's not a good time. Great.
0: Well, besides the people uh, at 97X, uh, another thing, you know, Damien touched on the music. Uh, we talked about the salespeople. We talked about the advertisers. But there were some other things that we did at the station I think what made us unique in the market uh, was the promotions and the remotes and, and the, the fundraisers we did with the Modern Rock auction kind of run through uh, some of the most successful uh, or, or most memorable promotions and, and uh, remotes and fundraisers you remember uh, from your uh, 23 years? That That's
2: really a, the best question. I'll give you a, a, what I'll consider the metaphor and an example of what I consider kind of the statement of all the promotions, because if you were talking to Julie Maxwell or Laura Kim or Kathy Lucas or all the people who worked on them, you know, whether it was Lollapalooza or welcomes or rock and bowl, I mean, you could just go on and on and on, you know, know, bowling down the aisles of Kroger with, we didn't use frozen turkeys because that was disrespectful to turkeys (laughs) even before people cared about turkeys. But uh, I'd say probably, the best thing that would be a symbol of exactly what you're talking about is probably 97 exposure. I was surprised actually how early it started. And when you stop and think about, it wasn't just, you know, giving away, you know, a TV set and front row tickets or something over the air. And it was a long, involved lots of hard work from people inside the building who really cared about local bands and local music and it's enduring 20 years of being a promotion but it was much more than a promotion but i think it really represents or is symbolic of all the things that happened whether they were at Lollapalooza or bogarts or many many places the riverboat where people did something because they loved doing it they took it really seriously they worked really hard at it they created a ethic about how we did things because that's the way we did them inside the building and that translated so that when phil left or dave left or damien left That next generation had enough people around them and a support system that kind of indicated to them, "Hey, this is 97 exposure. Don't we don't want any shortcuts." And so I think exposure, because of its long term, and I think I can't prove this, but my instincts tell me it's true, is that um, 97 exposure, you know, maybe being the beside local licks that was one night and then two nights, is that there probably is not a radio station in the history of the cosmos that played local music every week for a couple of decades when people could hear it. And I think that's another one of the list of, quote, unique-isms. It doesn't make us better, but it does say something about what we were about. So I would say, to answer your question, rather than get into specific promotion, that to me was the one who has said so much about the people and so much about the culture.
0: You know, uh, we've interviewed uh, a couple bands uh, that have been exposure winners. Uh, we'll, we'll be interviewing uh, another one shortly, Jane Sachs, who won exposure. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. But, but, but what was interesting is the bands that we talked to um, that, or, or the people that were in the bands were so excited and thrilled to hear themselves on the radio. Uh, Even to this day, it it brought smiles to their face during their podcast when when they would recall, you know, sitting around the radio to see how they did an exposure or or tuning in because they've been talking all week about how they'd be on local licks. And you're right. Most other radio stations in the United States would, would, you know, air them at one o'clock on Sunday morning, Uh, the local. If they did,
1: even if if they they did. did. And that's uh, I I agree with you, Doug, like uh, exposure. Is a great example of that because there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Like every tape that a band sent in, and we'd have hundreds of entries in a given year, like had multiple ears listening to it at the station. That's
2: exactly the point about the ethic, and it it was transmitted, translated, and it was taken seriously. And I, I you know, I always, you know, as you look back now, you see things. In a different light so you appreciated them then but now you admire them and some are kind of like holy shit, wow what a great group of folks who were doing this stuff day after day week after week year after year and even though the program would change with the numbers uh the numbers were the same and the people changed and yet they still maintained that with whether it was this promotion exposure or something else or what was put over the airwaves so yeah. You know, I, I I have all the respect much more now than when we were trying to sell an ad you know
1: I, I did want to ask a little bit about the, the charitable ones because there were a couple of promotions that 97X did uh, benefiting local charities so I know uh, Dave mentioned the cookbook that was one of them and there are I think a couple more so talk a little bit about how you got involved in, in those and, and chose the charities
2: well I think I, I, I would say, on, and I'm talking, Linda's going like, okay, you, you fill this one in. Um, you know, those, those, you know we, we, had that one, we had that one meeting a week, and maybe in a 20 minutes or a half hour, maybe it was 45 minutes, but that would be a long one. There was so much collaborative stuff going on because it wasn't just, you know, going into a meeting and deciding a charity or deciding a promotion. It was conversation that went on through the building You know, it's kind of, you know, it was it was an ongoing conversation that just continued for 23 years. And every once in a while, we'd have a meeting and we'd focus. And thank goodness for the people at the meeting would get me to focus, because that was always hard, as you can tell from talking to me on the phone. So I think a lot of the things, whether it was the Oxford Community Foundation, we set up a 97x fund. Cookbook was amazing. Oh, you look at that and I, you, know, I, I, you slapped me by the side of they had, but I think Julie Maxwell had a lot to do with the origins and all this. But when you look at even lists that were produced, I might have mentioned this before, that there's not misspellings, and you look at the cookbook, and that was a great one. And so the decision about a charity would sort of be collective, or sometimes, you know, whether it was, I think, the 10th anniversary, I, I forgot what the funds were, it went. It, it was always like, somebody said, hey, we ought to do this for the, Uh, AIDS charity in Cincinnati, or we ought to do this for the food bank. And so the ideas were not, there was no central idea place. There was certainly places where things would be discussed and say, well, maybe we should go in this direction. And then a group of people would talk about it, you know, and sometimes the the quietest idea becomes the best one. So I think, you know, in, in terms of specific promotions, I just look, go back to that collaborative spirit that was was always there there was a great amount of trust from the people doug and linda and so that's kind of how we did it
0: one one that always stuck out to me and 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 i'm having a a brain blank was when we were giving a uh, having a modern rock auction for charity around holiday time where we'd have like an autographed guitar from john hyatt uh, you know, a few other kind of unique items. Uh, I remember an autographed sneaker. I forget which, you know, artist had done that. Um, and imagine what it would have been like, because this is in the mid-90s, uh, if you had the Internet. I mean, we were we were eBay before eBay, if you thought about it, at least for that promotion.
2: Absolutely. That's a really good observation. I wish we would have thought of that then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, there, there were some uh, there were some big ideas that I think we might have missed, and here's here's one. And, and I, I, this is a story because I think Linda's told it to me 20 times in the last so many years. But you know, one thing, it, it, you know, I, I mentioned something as small as you know, looking at all the 500 lists and whatever. And you you know, if there's a if there's a spelling error, or a missed apostrophe, there's you know, one out of every ten thousand words. And how well exposure was pulled off, and how just how well things were done by a lot of different people. One thing I don't think people think about, there's a couple of things I can think of that I would say, God, people don't think much about that. But one thing is that when all was said and done about the number of callers or the you know, the prizes at Christmas or whatever, whatever, somebody had to take them all from the station to the post office. And you know who that was every day? <laughs> yeah was Linda Baylock
3: uh-huh.
2: again, the lady behind the curtain who you don't hear much from. Mm. Tell us about the, the uniquism of something that happens it wouldn't have happened in midtown Manhattan, but every day Linda would come in as we met most of us remember if it, the, the management meeting was one di- one time a week, she would come in toward the end of the day. Have it timed perfectly so she could get to the post office with one or two tubs of stuff to be mailed, and that was five days a week for years and years and years. So this one story I think is cool.
3: <laughs> is that the best that we can come to to but my contribution to this whole thing? That's kind no, of no. That
2: was just that was just a funny story. Oh,
3: okay, okay. a funny story. Yes, the, uh, the the guys at the post office were very nice to me, and in fact, honestly, if you look at look at what my job was all through those years. Um, A lot of it was working with bankers and accountants and lawyers and post office guys and all those other things. And um, it was not a problem for me. I really enjoyed those people and they were nice to me all the way. And so, yeah, it's kind of a fun thing to think about that. But I hope that's the, not the highest thing on my resume. was sure. when
2: the guy kept the post office open for you. Yes. That well,
3: cool. yeah. And now and then, you know, you'd go over there and they were supposed to be closed, but they'd say, oh, come on, Linda, we'll keep it open for you for the next 10 minutes and we'll get your prizes sent out. So anyway, small things, but kind of fun.
0: Linda, your zip code work is a legendary in Oxford. They still talk about it at 45056. They talk about yeah, it.
3: Yeah, they're easy. Yeah.
2: I think they have a picture of her on the wall next to the ones that say wanted, but hers is framed.
3: <laughs> kind of the woman behind the curtain most of the time, but, you know, I had my, my moments, you know. So. Uh,
0: there was also another promotion. Uh, that I thought was unique to WXY 97X is a listener came to us that lived near Riverbend and we had a, a party at his house. I was actually working on the air during that, but could you talk a little bit more about it? Because I can't think of another radio station that would have a, a listener host people at his home. That wasn't a home invasion.
2: When the crash test dummies and Elvis Costello were in town, does that ring a bell?
0: Yeah, that's the show.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it was interesting. There, there's actually layers to this, and I'll try and make it real fast. Yes, there was a, there was a listener on the, close to Riverbend on that side of town, and you guys know better than most, that the signal wasn't it, It's at its best over there, and sometimes it was like Claude Rains and the Invisible Man. Well, he actually put up. A 40-foot tower on his property to get the station. So I guess that is sort of like going around from apartment to apartment with tinfoil in Clifton. But he put up a tower, and we became friends because of uh, oh, probably in the late late 80s. And he was a big fan of the stations, and he, and he had a, a nice, a very nice home. On the reservoir there, and uh, he said, "I'd like to host something." And so he hosted, and when it was coordinated. I remember Julie Maxwell did do this one, and she coordinated it with Jane and Doug Elslager. Both Elvis Costello and the Crash Test Dummies were to be there, and we had the little party. And you were, Dave was on the air, so he didn't get to be there. But anyhow, about an hour before Elvis, uh, I haven't bought any of his CD since, called and canceled. But the Crash Test Dummies came there, and. Doug and Jane became friends with them and remain friends with them to this day. So, oh, yeah, how many how many of those could we come up with? We got a dozen of us in the room and locked the door and said, write down five. Whoops, no, write down 10. And everybody would come up with eight or nine that were different. I love it. Yeah,
1: no shortage. It would of- be
2: fun to be locked in the room with eight or nine of you for a while too.
1: <laughs> as long as Dave keeps his shirt on. I mean, that's that's the key. Yeah, right. At- yeah, right. It was yeah. hot in that
0: production studio. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was auditioning for and the if we village could, people. If we
2: could bring back Car- Carrie Gray, I would remember. You'd say, Carrie, you have to keep your shoes on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I love it. I got the, I got the world, I got the turf, I got the, I got the, I got the Rumblings from the big bush.